Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. All right, time to get back into the Matter of Faction podcast. Episode 49, feeling fine. Brownie here and the Price Dog is on the other end of the line, mate. Uh, big week for music once again. Uh, heavy music's prevailing and it's making all of this time away so worth it. Oh, it absolutely is. It's just like every week I feel like heavy music just delivers uh, where, you know, other potentially other genres of, you know, might have gone to ground and all of that sort of stuff and maybe quietened down a little bit. I feel like heavy music has just been the snow piercer train uh, that's just like punching through loads of snow and just like forging forward no matter the circumstances, uh, you know, safely with, with including social distancing, but, you know, punching forward with amazing releases. A few have been pushed back, but the vast majority is just like forging forward. I love it. And what we're hearing and seeing is getting us amped up for what's to come. Obviously, you know, like you said, a few things have been pushed back. A few tours have been postponed. We're going to get all through that in a minute, but uh, it's giving us hope. It's giving us that shining light at the end of this COVID-19 tunnel. Definitely. Speaking of for, uh, forging forward, though, Brownie, uh, we're at episode 49 now. That means that next week we're at our half century. I know, cougar bait right then and there. <laughs> or bear bait, whatever way you want to, you know, whatever whatever way you swing, I guess, is the best way to put that. Crikey Moses. Uh, but before we move on from uh, this awkwardness, let's throw to Ebony's story in the heavy newsroom. What's been making headlines this week? Thank you. And we're going to start off with some not-so-great news. It turns out that Beartooth have announced they have parted ways with their guitarist Cameron Bradbury due to personal reasons. Obviously, that sucks. The band are working on their next studio album, which will be the follow-up to their very successful album, Disease. But we wish them all the best. But we'll go straight into some good news. Destroy All Lines have added a ton of bands to their roster for tours across the country. Bands like Polaris, Alpha Wolf, Thornhill and Justice for the Damned have already been touring relentlessly for these guys for years now. But they're soon to be joined by so many bands, I'm only going to list a few of them. Caligula's Horse, Circles, Deadlights, Deez Nuts, Diamond Construct, Glass Ocean, Ebon Ivory, Hollow World, Mirrors, Relica, Saviour. And a bunch more. It's going to be exciting when venues open again. I think we're going to have a lot of packed lineups. And speaking of touring, Parkway Drive have rescheduled their Australian tour. You now have to wait until 2021. Just means next year is going to be even better, right? On to some new music. Just today, In Hearts Wake dropped their song that features Jamie Hales from Polaris. Their song Hellbringer is brutal and awesome, and we can't wait for the band's new album, Kalayuga, which comes out August 7th. Oh, and hey, Run dropped a couple of new tracks, Fine Peace and We'll Never, dropped just the other day. Two tracks in one week. Bold, but fans are loving it. Currents also dropped a new single. It's called Monsters. It's from their brand new album called The Way It Ends, which is dropping next Friday. Look out for that. But in the meantime, check out Monsters because it's got some great riffage. Short, sharp and shiny, that was all the news for this week. Stay heavy. 
Thanks, Ebony. And yeah, Parkway Drive, uh, obviously the, one of the biggest and heaviest tours we're all looking forward to this year has had the official announcement. It has been postponed till 2021 in July, but the original lineup, the the lineup of Parkway Drive, Hatebreed, and uh, Every Time I Die are coming down under, which is great because it's just essentially, all right, let's put this on hold. Let's mosh out next year. And Do I dare say, Every Time I Die's new album will be out by them. Parkway Drive may even have this new music they've been working on in lockdown. So, look, we could potentially see a whole new um, set list for all of these bands. Do you know what could actually be really cool? Is ordinarily when a US or European or, you know, any other band, any other country other than Australia, like, if any of those bands... Release an album. Generally, Australia is the last on the list. Yeah, valid. So you know, by the end of so it all, they're they're over it. They're around, done with it. Yeah, that's right. So this time around, if every time I die, I release an album, it's potential that Australia might be the first on the list because we were the last on the list now, and due to the pushback, it being put as soon as possible after restrictions, it might mean that we actually end up being the first to hear some music because, it, you know, in the interim, new music's been released. Yeah. Like, you know, they, everything's obviously got to get released in between that point, and this will be their first possibly international tour once, you know, restrictions exactly. lift and, and gates open again. So I'm down for exactly. that. Like, I love me a bit of Eated. Um, I know you do. Absolutely froth the band as well. And, like, uh, they've been putting out... Um, little teasers of riffs that they've been working on and and the album's finish itself. It's getting mixing at this point in time now. So, like, we're close to them releasing music. And, you know, to me, like, that is well worth the wait regardless. Like, I've got my tickets. I'm going to make sure I hold on to them for that uh, tour next year. And to me, it's... Hashtag keep your tickets. Hashtag keep your tickets. Good work, Pricey. And, yeah, to me, it's not not an issue. It's just, okay, we're just going to wait a little bit longer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's always a good week when we have things to talk about about Parkway Drive. One hundred percent. You know, that's to to me that that's like full. Like, if I was ever to be like, yeah, Aussie Pride, it's like Parkway Drive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're the top of the list, right there. Fly the flag, man. It's great. But hey, on like a on a lower scale level of tours, like obviously everyone's wanting to know as the year progresses and the restrictions start lifting, we're going to start seeing more local bands uh, or, or national bands doing tours and that kind of thing, playing the smaller venues. And Chris O'Brien from Destroy All Lines and, and all the crew behind the scenes announced their massive new roster that they've uh, taken on board mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future. You know, we're seeing the likes of Alt, Antagonist AD, Caligula's Horse, uh, our, our, our absolute legends and Relica, Saviour, uh, Diamond Construct, D's Nuts, they've all joined um, the lineup and roster, which, you know, already existed with bands tons like... Tons and tons and tons. Yeah, Polaris, Alpha Wolf, Thornhill, Alpha Wolf. Justice, of the, Justice for the Damned, you know, Destroy All Lines just got bigger and they're already forward thinking about, you know, what's going to happen soon, so... Um, I did a bit of a chat with Chris O'Brien, shout out to that legend this week, and, you know, at the end of the year, we're looking for, like, smaller cap kind of room venue kind of things, so, you know, smaller shows to ease us back into it again, essentially, like, testing the waters and seeing what we can and can't get away with and how many people will turn up, that kind of situation, and um, what they want to do now is they want to put out shows with great support, so it's not just a situation of, like, having, like, a great headliner and then a couple of uh, bands who kind of sound similar will get them on who don't 
appeal on par. Like, I'm probably speaking for yeah, Chris yeah. here, but, like, you know, for example, that I Prevailed Tour with Motionless Ooh. and White and Wind Waker, that is a stacked lineup. And uh, I, I feel Absolutely. like I feel like that's what Destroy All Lines are trying to do. They're trying to make it an experience as opposed to, oh, yeah, look, that band's headlining. We'll just go there for the headliner, that kind of situation. Mm. Look, before we get on talking about that tour, because that also has been rescheduled, So, but we'll get on to that. I uh, I had a theory put to me today by a friend uh, that we may – and tell me what you think of this, Brownie – that you were talking about the smaller cap venue shows uh, that might start turning up before the end of the year. Uh, he basically put the idea to me that we may end up seeing the return of the idea of the residency. Oh, yeah. You might have a band that, like, they might do a 100-cap show, but five nights of the week. Yeah, and gotcha, the okay. the might be a little bit higher, but it's a lot more personal. It's a lot more uh, intimate. And, you know, the, the, the punter really gets to feel like they know the band, you know? Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, so kind of like the whole Vegas situation where, you know, Almost, yeah. they, they pay they pay acts to just perform day in, day out, night after night after night. So Yeah, look it might be it might be might be only like a week residency. Yep. But, you know, it's a uh... It still gets enough people through the doors and, and and as opposed to, you know, here's a show with a hundred tickets, that's the amount of people that can come through the door if you miss out, too bad we'll see you next month, that kind of thing. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. So everyone gets an yeah. opportunity to see the band, the band get to perform each night and, you know, we ease our way back into this live music situation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm down for that. To be honest with you, I'm down for that. Like, you know, and, and what and, it does also allow is that if, you know, you've got a super fan that's going to buy a five-night ticket, you know, you can also, you know, make each night unique as well by sneak. Either you can concentrate on different albums. that you've, Yeah, you know, that's you've right, got, yeah. If you've got a, a, a catalogue that, you know, spans that much, or, you know, maybe each night there's a, um, like maybe a fan-voted cover that they might do each night, or, you know, the, the set list, might vary or extra songs or, you know, things like that where, like, you, you're not going to just get the same show over, over and over and again. Over. Yeah, you get a yeah. five-night five ticket or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, then there's the debate of, like, should a five-night ticket be allowed because there's only limited numbers. You're only allowed to buy one night. True. You know, like, True. to allow yeah, the most yeah. amount of people to yeah, so to, there's, a, there's a whole debate to have there, I think. Yeah, so to put the limit on that, like, you know, bo- both of those arguments you've got there are perfect. I mean, you look at what Metallica do. Like, I got the chance to see them in 2010, two nights in a row, and the mm. set list varied so differently from, like, the first show to the second show. I think I actually appreciated like the the Monday night show at the Brizzy Entertainment Center more than the Tuesday show because I knew more of the songs that were there. And like, if you can change it up so that there's a different experience for the people that are rocking up more than once, and that's great. But if you limit it to just one ticket per week to that show or whatever it might be, then yeah, that gives everyone an opportunity to go and see the bands that they love, and you get your chance, and then you let someone else jump in. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's, so a anyway, dis- it's a valid discussion you've got there. I mean, you know, because you're going to have, your, you, like you said, you're going to have your super fans who want to be able to see the band as many times That's as they it. possibly can and get out and about and again. But, you know, you also want to share the love and have other people go That's and experience what you got to see, that kind of thing. Mm. Well, yeah, like, 
hope well that, let's see what the future holds for that I, i'm i'm pretty keen to see that idea come down pat and you know if someone jumps on board for it then i guarantee at this point in time we're all frothing a gig we all want one so like you know any ideas sure. are going to be welcomed besides this obvious debate that's going on about the drive-in gigs Ugh. Ugh. yeah oh the beeping the beeping i know oh. the, can we just oh. move on from the idea and just you know just wait just wait a little bit longer before we start getting desperate Oh, they um, should disable people's horns as they come into the gate. Yeah, it's it's the only way. Just pull the fuse out. Just, oh, just you know, God. just don't do it. Uh, but yeah, as you mentioned, the I Prevail Motionless and White and Wind Waker tour has been postponed to 2021. No new date set as of yet, but obviously that tour would have been taking place roughly around this time. Correct me if I'm wrong, Pricey. Yeah. And- June. And uh, they've got a new song out on Friday, which I guess would have been like the big news topical thing that they would have been pushing with this tour. Yeah. So they've been teasing it on their socials and they just announced yesterday uh, or maybe two days ago that uh, they're 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 releasing uh, a a new version of their album track DOA or Dead on Arrival. Uh, But it also features... Uh, new verses and and it's basically an entirely new version, uh, featuring a hip hop uh, artist called Joiner Lucas. And uh, for those of you who don't know who Joiner Lucas is, I didn't before I, I heard about this. Um, like he's he's incredibly like popular. He's got over two million likes on Facebook, like millions and millions and millions of streams on on Spotify. Um, and like, yeah, very well respected in the hip hop community. Like he, like he had a number eight record in in Australia on on the Aria charts. I mean, did you know that, Brownie? I have no idea who you're talking about. Like, I've never exactly. heard this like, I, before. Like, so. It was so far removed from the hip hop community. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like this guy and this. Look, I'll be real. I've heard the song. It's really great. Uh, and it's you know this dude spits. Motherfucker spits. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's a really great song. And the video clip, oh, my God, when it, it, it hits very, very hard, Brownie. It's right. A, it's a very, very violent uh, video clip. Yep. But illustrates the point it's making very, very, very not subtly. Right. It, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's, it's definitely very, very uh hard on uh gun violence yeah gotcha perfect which i you know there needs to be more of in in america right now a lot of bands coming out about that sensitive topic if you will but it's something that needs to be addressed and you know if the arts and uh the ones are going to influence people to get that conversation talking then by all means go for it yeah i mean it needs someone to actually just bluntly say it to be honest yeah exactly yeah and look i fuck this pussyfooting around yep I Prevail have been coming up the ranks enough. They've got enough backing behind them to get to this point to talk about things that are important to them and subjects and all of that. So by all means, jump on board. I mean, when you've got a platform there where you've got, he's got 2 million followers, I Prevail have 1.4 million followers. You've got a very, very, and and then the media as well. And and they're essentially like addressing this. Very, very 
big platform to get that message across. And they're essentially addressing this to, to the next generation. Like, I prevail fans are like you and me, but also the core demographic would be, you know, the 18 to 25-year-olds. Would you dare yeah. say that? Yeah. So, look, you yeah, know, these are, this is the next generation of, of music-loving fans growing up, and if you can persuade them to get to that point to... To, to vote, to, you know, because America's going through the election um, towards yeah. the end of this year. So, you know, get people talking and thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. No, I... It's going to demonstrate pretty hard, like, what they're saying, man. Like, it's a – like, wait till you see it, man. It's, it's – right, and that's, that's out on Friday. Yep. Uh, I Prevail are, are really cementing themselves as, like, not just another band making music for the sake of making music. Like, they got a purpose. they got a message behind them now. And, like, I think I'm falling for them more and more with everything that they do. So, yeah. yeah. Like, good on them. Well done. Yeah, absolutely, man. Now, In Heart's Wake possibly dropped uh, Song of the Week. I'm I'm, I'm definitely going to go out on a limb and say that. Uh, Hellbringer featuring Scream Boy Jamie Hales from Polaris, and wow. Um, So, let's just just quickly, before we get into the song, let's go all the way back to April 1, which feels like a long, long time ago now, right? Yeah, yeah. You remember on our podcast that week, we were like, ha, ha, lol, lol, they... They've announced Hellbringer, which is like, we were, you know... We thought it like, was going to be the album, yeah. It's going to be one of their April Fool's pranks again. Uh, and I don't know if you saw yesterday, but they put up the picture, the eyes that are in the artwork, they are actually Jamie Hale's eyes. Yeah. And so they were like, did anyone pick who that was? <laughs> and did anyone guess the guest? It was literally right there in front of us the whole entire it really time. Was. Yeah, and and you know this is just a situation now of we cannot trust in Hearts Wake moving forward. So <laughs> you need to look at the yeah. core little details of everything they're doing because wow, like you would have picked up on that right then and there that this was bound to happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I don't think anyone did. I no. Oh, it. look, we I put the thing up on um on Wall of Sounds Facebook page and a couple of people guessed it and picked it, but it wasn't until they did oh, the they did? Yeah, it wasn't until they did the the video where they kind of fade out of like the um the Hellfire or Hellbringer album cover to Jamie's eyes and then you realize, "Ah, oh, that's who it is." Like that's how, you know, it, oh, it registered cool. that's what what was going on, but a lot of people must be looking at Jamie Hale's eyes more often than not. <laughs> <laughs> but look, oh, the song itself is great. Like I, yeah, I thought, yeah. like from the minute I heard it to the minute it finished, like from what I'm hearing so far with this In Hearts Wake album, they're sounding very Slipknotty. Like Jake is sounding yeah. very Corey Taylor like, and like that's not a bad thing. It, it's it's exceptional. It's great. Like we've had yeah. the heavy songs. This is more of like your. Your, your fast-paced metal Corey track and and Jamie's cameo in the music video as a werewolf just really fucking added to the the hilarity of what it was uh, what they were going for. Yeah, no, honestly, man, this this album that and everything they've released from it so far, I, I I'm going out there on, on a limb. I'm saying this is my favorite in Hearts Wake, even just on these three yeah. tracks so far. Like the you know, I think I liked a couple of tracks off Ark, like Warcry and stuff like that. But I think this has absolutely been my favourite. It feels the most cohesive to me. Yeah, it feels yep. like the, the three songs I've released so far have had the most like cohesive, um, focused attack on like the their sound. Like they, yeah. they really 
Like, I don't know. It, this one feels like the one for me. Well, this is the first album of theirs that I've actually pre-ordered. Like, I had to jump on board and get the vinyl for this, the vinyl variant. And, um, yeah, like, I, I feel that... Um, so Earthwalker was my introduction to the band. Skydancer was okay. Ark didn't really do or sit well with me. But, like, I like the ferocity. I like the return to form of the heaviness for In Heart's Wake. And so far, three out of three songs from this album have been winners in my eyes. So, like, that's worthy yep. of a pre-order, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. So I can't wait to see what else that they've got. Um, I can't wait to see what else they've got, you know, on, on this album itself. And, you know, it's still a while out from being released. It's being released in August. So, you know, we could see a couple of more singles drop as well. Kali Yuga, out August 7th. Talking about dropping singles, Run, the new heavy act featuring Lachlan, Watt, and Mike from High Tension. They put out two new songs this week as well, too. And, like, this is another one of those bands who, you know, we frothed over when they put that first single out. And now, like, two singles in a week, and they're, they're, it's all been great. It's all been, like, like proving their worth and their their suitability uh, to the it's scene. high-caliber shit, man. It's absolutely high-caliber stuff. Yeah, like, that's it. That's it. Yeah, like, you know, I feel like perhaps, like, the quality has been kind of, uh, uh, like, uh, maintained in this project by the fact that it is just the two of them and there kind of hasn't been too many cooks spoiling the broth, you know what I mean? Like, it's just the two of them and they've they've played and produced and written everything and they've just distilled... Lachlan's ideas down into this the product. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like uh, you know, you know, when, you know the, the the old saying, I guess you know, if there's too there's too many chefs in the kitchen or something like that. So like you know, when you've got a band with only two people in it, like that that brings a lot of the conflict down and a lot of the differing opinions. And when you put Ooh. these two heads together, like you know, just going out on an assumption, like Lockie and Mike would be fairly similar in their musical taste and what they yeah. find more appealing in, in heavy music terms. So, like, you know, when you put these two guys together and the songs that they're producing, like, it's it's fire. It's an instant win. From what I can gather, it was a case of Lachlan was going through all of his chemo and his treatment and, and you know, the emotions and everything that goes along with that. And he had all of these ideas for songs and all of that sort of stuff. And he reached out to Mike to be able to distill them down into what he wanted yeah yeah it was like it, that this was the guy that he trusted with that vision that's that's the the that's what i get that's from, what you like, see yeah so like i've seen yeah I, I don't want to say on in like a bad situation but like if things went wrong and this was lachlan's parting gift to us all he's entrusted mike to put it out there and, and leave it as like that gift for us to 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 listen to and you know know what he was going through i guess there was a potential that you know that's you know, that might have, that might have been part of his thoughts on putting this down. I guess I, I wouldn't like to speculate for him, but like, yeah, Lockie, hit has, us up on Twitter. Let us know, man. Hey, Lockie, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. Yeah, and like, I'm I'm guessing like there would have had to at least been a part of his thought process would be like this could be, you know, with every surgery you you're given, uh, you know, you are given the, you know, this may result in your passing so you know there would have had to have been at least some thought to like i should get this out and and you know put it down 
and like, we're, yeah, and we're seeing the end result now. So like, you know, luckily, yeah. luckily, like Lockie's on the mend, he's on the road to recovery and everything like that. And we didn't see that path happen. But with that, with that said, we're, we're left with this gift that I guess other people who might be going through a similar situation can listen to and, and kind of relate to, especially if they appreciate the heavier side of music. So, you know, there's yep. something there for them. Yeah, absolutely. But look, if heavy is not your style and you want to bring it back to like the more corey aspects of the music scene, then Currents uh, and their new song ahead of their album release next week, right? Yeah, so June 5th, the Currents new album, The Way It Ends, is out everywhere via Sharptone Records. Um, you know, home of, you know, your Alpha Wolves and your Polaris's in the States and that sort of stuff. Um, so current new songs called monsters and uh it, it dropped on friday just gone and lucky played it on the racket last night and you know th- these guys they do they do progressive metalcore and they do it well and they they do not hold back which <laughs> is just cool. heavy, yes. heavy 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 it's very very good i like it so is this lining up um to be one of the better albums of next week? Oh, I mean, they're going up against The Ghost Inside, which, you know, you, you don't want to compare the two bands together. But with that said, like, if you're if you're looking for something a, a bit more variety, then you're going to be more inclined to listen to this one. Look, to be, to be frank, uh, like, I think musically they both hold up against each other, but I think it's a case of, like, probably on hype, what you're talking about there. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Inside, it's not going to stand up. Yeah. Um, like, not that it's not going to stand up. It's just your you know, go-to will be to listen to the Ghost Inside first, and then you can listen to Currents yeah. afterwards. Yeah. There's a lot of anticipation for the Ghost Inside. Yeah. And, you know that that's probably not going to be a uh, you know that's probably not going to be a competition. That's probably going to be people's first first port of call on that day is to listen to that record. But if I could definitely encourage. Uh, people to listen to another record, it'd definitely be Currents for the week, for sure. Yeah, perfect. And, uh, you know, just diversify your day as well. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Now, Make Them Suffer, they've had to push back their album, um, but in saying that, they've put out a new song for us to froth over. Uh, Soul Decay came out. They pushed it back simply so that vinyl could be produced and, you know, people get a better product, right? Yep, spot on. That's exactly right. Yeah, Yeah. so July 24, the album's... July 24, the album's coming out for you vinyl collectors. There's plenty of variants to get through uh, pending whatever's left over, but the new song, I'm loving it. I'm like, Make Them Suffer for me have had that kind of heavier sound uh, in the earlier stuff, and now they're heading in that more melodic, toned-down kind of thing, but still with the heavy, hard-hitting lyrical content. So, like, to me, yes, they're going a bit more softer, but, like, the hard-hitting side of what the band have been known for is still there, still relevant. The funny thing is, man, is this, what we call softer is, like, so not soft. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... I remember showing like some people in my office like a track that I'm like, yeah, this is like super soft. This is pop music, uh, you know, not not from not from Make Them Suffer, but just like another band. And they were just like, no way, this is way too heavy. Because uh, like, yeah. I was like, I was pitching it to another website for them to post about it, and they were just like, this is way too heavy. I'm like, what are you What are you talking about? Heavy? What What do you mean? This is This is not this is not heavy at all. 
I guess it's that situation of you know we're, we're surrounded by it every day, so we get immune, we get immune to the ferocity of the music that's getting thrown at us when we hear a heavy yeah, breakdown. That's, that's like a big chill up our spine kind of thing. But well, you know, it just feels good to me. Yeah, exactly. But when you show someone else, they they cower in fear and run away, like protecting their ear holes. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, what? what? But it's good. <laughs> you know, we Why can hopefully it? one day, like, rock and metal will, will return to the mainstream, you know. Yeah. Re- rest in, in peace. Ch- we'll just feel like, like you know, Wednesday Adams. Yeah, like, exactly. Showing our, like, our friends who wear colours, uh, you know, our music. Yeah, and it's full of snakes and scorpions, like, for show and tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, now, look. All the, the metal things. Now, look, there's a band that's sort of a bordering on that, um, the heavy side of music, but they've got the look, they've got the shtick, but they you, you can't really class them as, as heavy, and they've got their new album coming out on Friday. Play Royale, The Bastards is out on Friday. Now, this band, we, we've spoken about quite a bit during this podcast series. Pricey, what's your stance on the band? Do, do you reckon that they belong in the heavy music side? Uh <sighs> I don't really. Um, here's the thing: like, th- periodically, like they'll put out a song, and like I've added some of their songs onto rotation on the faction as like as well. I'll say this out at the at the outset: is so I, what what I do with Palais Royale is I check in with them every time they have a new single, every time they have something new out. I check in with them like is today the day they released the song that I can put on the faction. And, like, I just feel like more often than not, it's no. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've probably added one in five of their last singles. Yep, gotcha. You know, and, and and yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like more than, because I, I am consistently told, like, oh, they're in rock and heavy world. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like they're more, I feel like they are unique in a in a sense in that I feel like they're a pop band but they're st- they're one of the last ones using guitars to do it. Mm. That makes sense. No, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to disagree with you there. Okay. Look, see my my reasoning behind the band is, you know, let, let's let's put aside all the um, the stories about how they became popular, obviously through the American Satan movie um, yeah. with Black Veil Brides and Andy Black and blah, 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 blah. Let's put all that aside, right? Yeah, um, yeah. because yeah, sta- the band has to stand on their own. Like, Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, so if you look at this band for, for face value, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're makeup-wearing rock and rollers uh, putting on a, a fantastic show when they do live shows um, and the music itself, it, it's edgy. It's It may not be, you know, in terms of like what we're comparing heavy to heavy, that kind of thing, but they're still rocking out. They're still playing music that appeals to the heavier audience as opposed to pop world. Like I got the chance to go to their show when they played in Australia and I, I didn't see any, you know, pop-loving fans there. I saw more pop-loving fans at Poppy than I did at their show. So that's obviously an indication that they've got a target audience, which is the rock fans. See, here's here's that could be the, the big difference here, Brownie, is I've not seen them live. Right. Um, I've, I'm going on their recordings only. All right, well, sort of 
kind of to to put it into perspective for you, uh, Remington Leaf, the front man. Uh, this was at the Brightside in Brisbane. He climbed up onto the balcony, uh, jumped into the crowd. All the girls were screaming, having a really good time. He's kind of got the. Uh, I mean, you, you just described what, like a, 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 that could also be a pop concert. Yeah, like that's not. But you, you know, know I mean? he's he's got the he's got the rock persona and the 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 edge on him like a like a gothic Mick Jagger. It's probably a good way to put it. And <laughs> and would you call would you call the Rolling Stones a rock band or a pop band? Oh, see, when they started, they were a blues band, man. <laughs> well, you know, the, the bigger hits, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what I mean. I I, I just feel that there's something about Play Royale that hasn't been latched onto by the, the heavy music scene, whether that's because we think of them as like the weird cousin that we catch up with at, you know, family gatherings who has a collection of music that they like that doesn't really fit what we like, but it's kind of sort of similar or intolerable. Um, you or- know what it could be? It could be that they do straddle two worlds and people don't know really where to, you know, what line, side of the line they sit on. And so, they really don't know how to take them, so maybe just don't. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like they don't, they don't delve in. They don't have a sample. They don't check out the songs because they think that they won't like it. Yeah, is... or you know, like it just straddles two worlds. To, like, and it might, like, like for instance, like with me, there's just been, you know, enough songs that I've just gone like, nah, nah, not for me. That I'm sort of like, I check in, and I'm sort of more prepared to not like it than like it. And then when it hits you, you you obviously appreciate it and kick yourself away yeah, for so long. Like yeah. I said, I have added songs, and I'm like, actually, that's a cracking song. Yep, gotcha. Okay, but they're not they're few and far between for you. You reckon? Yeah, like it, it's they haven't grabbed me as a band overall. They've had some songs, I think. Well, look, and maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm picking the wrong ones. Maybe. Maybe their better songs are the other ones I'm not picking. I don't know. Well, look, the album itself comes in a few acts. So it's like act one, act two, blah, 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 blah. So I think it's one of those situations of like you need to listen to the album start to finish to hear the story as opposed to listening to the singles because they might not flow as nice as listening to the album in full, that kind of situation. So Okay. Do Do you put them somewhere in like a Panic at the Disco type? No, no. See, Panic, I would put in like the pop rock, pop punk kind of aspect. Yeah. I'd kind of like, to be honest with you, I'd, I'd put the guys as like a heavier but less but less shit Greta, Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> like like oh, Gre- Greta, Greta Van Fleet are like your annoying younger siblings who go into your grandparents' yeah, cupboard and yeah, exactly wear their old clothes from the seventies and, and play Led Zeppelin covers. Whereas uh Play Royale, they're like the the gothic rock um rockabillies but without that rockabilly sound who who don't give a fuck and just do what they want to do and you know, it appeals to some people. They they're kinda of like the 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 hipster emo rockers that are slowly on the rise is if that's a good way to put them. Okay, okay. Well, can't let me interested. I'll check it out on Friday. All right, make sure you do that. And uh, that brings us to the end of the Matter of Faction podcast, episode forty nine. Still feeling fine, and we do it every week for the Handshake and Media Network. And uh, hopefully next week we'll have some surprise guests. To celebrate our fiftieth. Oh, we should do that. Let's let's yeah, maybe. let's let's either scrape the bottom of the barrel or let's uh, <laughs> aim for the stars. 
We'll spin the wheel and see who pops up. <laughs> yeah, like, you'll do. Crafter. Don't know about that. Casey Donovan. No, thank you. <laughs> Whatever happens, we're celebrating 50 episodes next week. Hopefully you can join us. My name is Brownie. That bloke is Pricey. Cheers, as. You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.